What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drunk Boy's Basement, where drunk conversations happen. Funny enough, this isn't the first take we've done of this tonight. <laughs> Someone showed up a few minutes we, late. Yeah, we we uh, got about two minutes into that, into our previous episode, and then our guest over here called us and was like, hey, I'm here. Well, we didn't think he was coming over. It's Tristan. Because he, he was, he was uh, what's the right word for that? He was quelling... The, the hurting heart of one of his fellow friends. Yes, I had a friend who uh, recently had his heart broken after a little nine-month escapade with a female. Actually, and nine months. That, that, I that's can, a long time. I can see that. I thought it yeah. was like one of those, like, oh, Quick it was things. like two months. Like, okay. No, but, you know, the things I had told him was... Uh, or dude, know. meet her. Meet him. It's like meet that her. time of year where everyone's just breaking up now. So I don't, I don't know think how... that's a time of year ever. <laughs> I don't know how they met or anything, but like from the sounds of it, the relationship sounded uh, pretty one-sided on his side. You know, he was investing a lot into her, and she been there, yeah. And it <laughs> sounded like she uh, she was taking. You know, she needed that reassurance from somebody because she was out freshly out of a relationship, and it sounded Ooh, like rebound. Yeah, and it's yikes. He wasn't aware of that. Well, okay, at what aware. point in nine months would you? No, so he was aware that they had broken up, but. It, he's new to dating, and so the idea of being a rebound or you know just someone's like fall guy, yeah, he wasn't really aware of that. Oh, and uh, he hasn't experienced that yet. No, nah. has he? Did he? Was he like in love with her? No, I don't think he was in love with her, but he definitely like really enjoyed her, and like he had met her family. Oh yeah, he was. Her, he was her down. family. He was yeah, down her the family was hole. super into her or into him. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yeah. Her family really liked him, and you know it was his first time like really meeting anyone's family, and you know feeling accepted by you know a significant other's family and everything, and so that can be really hard. I mean, did why why did she break up with him? I she just she got bored. No, the sounds of it was she was like, I'm not ready for this. Blah blah oh, blah. Yeah, Isn't yeah. It funny how they realized that nine months into it. Isn't that crazy? How girls are like so toxic i've been down that road a number of times now not to be fair to the lady listeners men are no it, he toxic. means to be fair he's been drinking before this so <laughs> someone was pre-gaming before the podcast he means started. to be fair you know it's crazy this is uh my first time being drunk on drunk boys basement it's blasphemy actually we have our mission our sop is that you have to be drunk to be an sop in my line of work is a standard operating procedure that's our standard uh, operating yeah. procedure is being drunk yeah. on this, on oh this podcast. okay <laughs> we're on the same page the, <laughs> no you know what actually has irked me so um not recently but this is like well it was like a month ago um i was like well i'm gonna get back into the, the dating app scene and see what's going on there <laughs> so i i downloaded you ever you ever heard of hinge yeah, I've heard of it. Where the girls have to... Uh, no, that's Bumble. Bumble, the girls have to initiate conversation. Yeah. Hinge, Hinge is like a more refined version of like you have like... I don't know. It's weird. It's like more of a professional type dating thing. And it's, a professional? It's like your... I don't even... I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like your LinkedIn account. You put your profile up there and wait for the applicants to it's, come in. It's much... Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. So... Not like the one that like advertise that they're gonna get you someone and then they're just, they're just gonna disappear the app designed to be deleted that's hinge okay yeah that's so actually like a really good like mantra. no it's absolutely brilliant but the thing that i have a problem with is so you'll like so what you do is you have they, they have like the pictures and they have like statements under the uh, like 
um, you can find me here after work, and then they have like their little thing, right? You so can you find can... me here in my sex dungeon. <laughs> Sometimes. Masturbating. Kind of trying to figure out to follow up. With. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, okay, so on this might be a more explicit. No, what what I was yeah. Oh, okay. What, what yeah, I was, maybe I should I, skip. <laughs> what, no, what I was gonna say before that whole thing that you just said <laughs> is the thing that bothers me the most is so like they can like your pictures and you can like theirs or their your quotes or their quotes or whatever. And you can either initiate conversations. So it's like if someone likes your picture, you're like, okay, I'm going to slide into those DMs. Yeah, kind of like that. You're going to initiate conversation or you can just open up the conversation yourself. Well, what happens on Hinge is these girls just continuously like um, initiate. So they'll like, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to initiate conversation. And then you're like, great. She liked I liked her. I don't know where I'm going with this. The bottom line is, you these girls initiate conversation, and then you're like, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" And then so, they're like, "Fuck to, you! I'm not going to talk to you." <laughs> to sum it up, you cannot start engaging in conversation until someone has interacted with someone else's. Well, yeah, but the problem is, is that the, the girls on this app, the females, do it more. So they'll be like, "Cynthia started the conversation," and you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then that goes on. For like six months and she never responds and that's like over like five different instances that sounds like online dating dude i'm like no and that's like what i remember when i used to be like in on dating apps and i went about a day and i couldn't do it anymore i deleted all the dating apps that i had which was just tinder and hinge and both sean what's your experience with dating apps absolutely zero do you ever just Uh, get on and swipe right every once in a while i actually don't have any of that those profiles so have you ever tried them uh i was on tinder for a little bit and it made me more depressed so Tinder's i was like all right <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy uh, Tinder's about a bit whack you know it's crazy about like dating apps is when i when they first came out there was such a stigma because when i was 18 right the most popular one was like uh meet.com you know and it was, meet me meet uh no no i don't no. don't 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 go down that road <laughs> Uh, don't go down that road not meet me i'm trying to think it was definitely aimed for more like kick uh, no it was older it was you can't kick isn't a dating app it's where you send your it was intended for people who were like in their like 30s and 40s right you, that's like, match.com match.com that's yes. still around yeah you know and like so when tinder came out it kind of had to me it had that same stigma because my dad had actually met his wife on match.com and they've been together for 10 years now for yeah whatever. but here's the thing though is like tinder was like a dude who was like i want to meet more women and he made an app match.com has like algorithms behind it yeah but like to me i've always had that stigma behind them because like my only experience with those like social apps were you know my own father's experience which obviously was positive <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> but it was like you know my dad was in his like late 40s at the time so it was like do i really want to be doing something like with someone who's like Something aimed towards someone in their 40s. I'm going to be completely honest for a minute. The one thing that scares me the most is I don't want to be that 40-year-old that's like, oh, I'm single. I'm going to get on a dating app like all the kids do. See, and that... Honestly, honestly, that like that terrifies me. Like, and the I don't thing is to be... me, it was, vice, it, was, it was vice versa. I don't want to be that 20-year-old on dating apps. That's the, Those are the, like the only people that are on dating apps, in my opinion, now. 
you know, the older I'm getting, the more I realize it is actually hard to meet with people. Like, you're not going to just go to a bar and go up to a girl and be like, hey, you're really pretty. Do you want to go out? Because you just look creepy <laughs> as hell. Yeah, but I think there's like the yep. society in, as a whole has kind of generated a stigma around all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, but I think you, I think most relationships that form are either in school or in the workplace. And to me, work is off limits. There's that's off limits, and any of my school relationships failed miserably. My <laughs> crash and burn. My school relationships were such hot flings. Oh my god. And I on a, just, on, an, on just an average day in the life of Tristan, how many girls do you Snapchat? Oh my god! That's <laughs> See, not fair. I, didn't wanna, I knew you were gonna go there. No, I mean I'm not like a man hoe or anything. Like I only talked to like one or two girls. Like you know, for a long depending time, on the day, depending on <laughs> if it's Monday, if it's a Saturday, you know, and I got some good rest, you know, maybe seven. No, like I definitely keep the number small, but. <laughs> Like I, I actually, it's gotten pretty bad. I have to keep it below five at this point. No, it's like, gotten out of control. No, I don't like talking to multiple people because, one, I don't have a lot of time for that, you know. And when you're playing, like, talking to two girls, it just feels like you're playing a game, and I'm just not about that. See, I feel like whenever like I'm talking to what. It sounds really weird. But whenever I'm talking to a girl, see, I see that's like... why it's already bad because you think it's weird to talk to a girl anyway. Talk, we we all know I I don't talk to women very often. Sean does not okay. spread his wings, and Sean's I... a good looking dude. He's a cute guy. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> Sean's not a social butterfly, and so as... he doesn't put himself out there as much as women would be willing to go out with Sean. I'm too shy and awkward. What can I say? And <laughs> girls love shy and awkward until it hinders a basic conversation. And that's yep, what Sean that, falls short. Yep. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I know is like, it always seems like they want a lot of attention. And I got other things to do so, with. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, one of my typically. friends. Okay, so one of my friends and I just had this conversation the other day about women and attention. And girls love attention. And Some the, do. I, well, I, I most. beg to differ. I was but, like, I've dated at least two girls who are so far independent that they forget I exist. And you know what? I'm about it. But the thing is, uh, okay. so girls want that attention, right? But you don't give it to them. And that's the problem with a lot of guys is they just sit there and give girls attention all the time. And it's boring to them. They want to they want the attention, but they feel like they want to fight for it. And so like like to me the best way to describe it is when I'm talking to a girl, I give her a little bit of attention, like just a little bit, you know, just so she's like, "Oh, hey, like you're a person that exists and then you pull it all back and then girls are just like vying for that attention no seriously and like that's where a lot of the the term simping has come from is from guys who just sit there and give attention and give attention and give attention they're like girls don't want that like why don't girls want me i'm nice blah 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 it's like because you're giving them everything up front you're not making them like fight for it you know and girls don't like that they don't want when things are just handed to them and that's seriously what it is is Guys just sit there and give too much attention, and if you literally just give them a little bit of attention and then just be like, oh, hey, what's up? How's your day? Cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm kind of busy. I'll talk to you later. Girls are like, oh, man, please talk to me when you're not busy. I'd love that. I would say the mature girls 
can get behind that statement. And there's there you're misogynistic. Great, thank you for acknowledging my existence. The bottom line is, I've I've been around, I've met, I've dated girls who are on very opposite ends of the spectrum. There's people that I've dated that, like, if you're not giving your full attention all day, every day to them, then something's wrong. I've dated other people to where it's, I'll talk to you on Sunday, maybe. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm out this bitch. But if you so, look at those, the, the two descriptions you just made, like the girls like who want a lot of attention, the girls who don't, look at the age that they're at and the age you are at. And the girls, when you're younger, want all the attention. When you're older, like, so, like, I'm 25, and that's probably the perfect age where I feel like this division starts happening. Where oh, girls, no, absolutely, because people have families. And they have lives. They they have work. Jobs. Oh, yeah. They're like, I can't be talking to you all day. I have work in school, and, you know, I have friends I need to go see, and I can't be spending all my time with you. And if you're going to – and the girl's going to say, if you as a man are going to sit here and message me 24-7, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for those games. I get it. You're giving me all the attention in the world. I don't need it. Simp. No, I'm. No, I dead believe. You. I believe. You. I'm just saying. I, it's just funny that there's a term for it now. But like, I don't know. I feel like I have good success with going out with women, or you know, whatever I may be looking for in a woman, whether it be short term or long term. But it's it's just the I'm not going to give them my attention because I'm busy and I need to recognize my own schedule. See? As soon as I put my schedule first, girls are like, cool, when can you fit me in? Not when are you going to bend everything around your schedule? You know, like, when are you going to put me in and bend everything else you have to do around that? Like, girls don't want that. They're like, when what are, are you, you meeting these girls? What? Like, just, just everywhere. I, well, then I'm not going <laughs> to the right places because, dude. But, like, I, I've had those experiences with, like, people I've met at school and I've had those experiences. Have you seen the types of girls that, that you like? I mean, no, that's the first, that's the first issue. <laughs> What, single moms? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I also support single mothers <laughs> at my local strip club. No, the thing the thing that I found that's super interesting is there are days where I'm like, man, it'd be sick to be in a relationship. And then some girl's like, hey. And I'm like, damn, I'm actually too busy to talk to you. <laughs> See, and girls like that. They're like, oh, you're too busy. Cool. I'm going to go for your attention because I like the little bit of attention you give well, me. See, that's... I would and like I want to pry for more. I would like to think that, but the last real conversation that i had with a girl that i matched with on tinder like probably a month two months ago at this point what is it december <laughs> jesus i hope it's december i think it's december it might be december is it december 18th <laughs> oh lord yeah so uh she was like well we should hang out after you get out of work and i'm like well i go to the gym after work for like an hour and a half she was like oh okay well what about after and i was like well i'm gonna go home and take a shower and then i'm going to probably go to bed at eight because i get up at super <laughs> It's just my schedule. Like and I'm girls sorry. Are like dang, I'd love to see you on the weekend. And there's a girl I've been yeah, talking to. Yeah, but then to. I'm like, I got the boys and <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing too. But Honestly, the thing is, like, like, there's a girl I've been talking a to. A lot of for, this is my fault, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, like a lot of there's this one girl I've been talking to for like nine, ten months. Right, we see each other once a week. That's it. We literally see each other Sunday afternoons. We set, we both set aside Sunday afternoons for each other, and that's it. Uh, so Sundays don't work for me. <laughs> so I, I don't know, dude. It's weird. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, you know, a lot of what I, what's going on in my like romantic life is all my own self-sabotage. <laughs> like, like <laughs> but it's like, 
I can't stop it. I, I can't. <laughs> I love the snowball effect I've created I, for myself. Well, it's like because the things that I like doing, I like doing for a reason. So if you want to hang out and I'm going to miss going to the gym to hang out with you, you're a different type of special in my mind because I like going to the gym. I like being in that space and I like working out, doing all that stuff. But if I'm going to give up that to sit around and talk to your face for an hour, then it's got to be something goddamn special because, I don't know, dude, dating's whack. Especially in, especially in this day and age, dude, dating has gotten so twisted and just out of hand. And like, But the thing see, is, go here's, ahead, here's what I will say. Let me hear your, all right, Dr. Sean. <laughs> Let me hear what you have to say. Sex specialist. <laughs> Who needs to date women when you, when you have, have a hentai? Boo? Okay. <laughs> you guys actually both went on the same trajectory. <laughs> That's because I knew what Sean was having. <laughs> oh, yep. Sean. Yep. I thought you were going to say something like, when you have the boys, which is still kind of weird, but not as weird as what you said. <laughs> <laughs> What's why would I date girls when there's an internet anime chick that totally doesn't exist, nor does she know I exist? But that's real love. I mean, she can't hurt you, so you're not helping your case. Yeah, but you know, there's like a lot of guys who get so clingy onto like, you know, um, isn't there like, isn't there like a disorder or like some sort of a like where guys are like. Yeah, it's called the Y chromosome. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I swear, I saw like some something on Vice years ago where there was like uh, there's like a group of individuals that they're like that's that cartoon drawing right there is. Oh yeah, so that, I mean, there's like definitely men who get like uh like so emotionally attached to like celebrities and everything where they like just oh, I've, absolutely yeah, fantasize yeah, yeah. um so meg turney who is a uh female cosplay actress who's very famous she's been dating a guy gavin free who runs the slow-mo guys channel and has been with rooster teeth for 15 Isn't years it amanda cerny no it's meg cerny are they sisters no <laughs> so there was a guy who was so obsessed and like was in love with her he drove to their house broke in trying to kill gavin because he was so upset that meg was cheating on this guy with gavin free they call the cops the cops show up the guy runs to his truck and kills himself yeah but the thing is if if you study like psychopathic behaviors and if you look like to him, a lot of what he was doing was normal. No, that's the thing. like it's that's like, there's like this an actual girl, disorder around that to where this what he girl was doing needs to know I exist. Yeah, what he was doing, he thought was correct in his mind. Which correct. Obviously, was not logical. Societally, thinking. yeah, is not morally or justifiably right. But to him, he. What is your? You look like you uh, just. <laughs> I I was thinking about my psychology class I was actually just taking. So how. Did you talk any? Did you talk about psychopaths at all, sociopaths, any of that? I mean, yeah, we talked about like mental illnesses. I mean, yeah, what well, like what? <laughs> I've never taken psychology class. So psychology was sick. I love I, psychology. I love like all those like psychology, sociology stuff. They're they're pretty interesting. Oh, so. it's super interesting for sure. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I I'm trying I'm trying to think of how they put it in the class. Well, obviously it wasn't very good if you can't remember it. Yeah, that was that was a portion I was like, eh. Honestly, like <laughs> I think that the the mindset behind sociopaths and psychopaths is super interesting. Like, have you ever heard of the show or seen the show Mindhunter? No, I've heard of it. Yeah, it was about the first. There was a college professor that taught at Quantico, the FBI Academy, and um, in the late eighties, early early like late seventies, early eighties is when serial killer like serial the whole term of serial killer came about, and basically serial killer was a repetition of events leading up to the causation of another event. That's basically that was the first time someone was like, Oh, this guy killed like a bajillion different people the same way. And that's when this term serial killer came about. So that's when sociopaths, psychopaths and all that stuff more so started being studied on like a criminal side of behavior. But basically to sum it up, the whole show was about how this one professor was like, well, let's start looking into it. And he was the one that created the BAU, um, which like criminal minds, you've heard of that show. Wait, wait, wait. What's BAU stand for? Behavioral Analyst Unit. Oh. All right. So, like, they would they study, like, crimes based off, you know, serial killers and stuff. So, basically, the dude that killed himself fits into that category because he had psychopathic, sociopathic tendencies. Anyway, I think that's super interesting. I don't know. I personally do. Because... That hurt my brain. <laughs> That's all I know. Steadying the way people think is really the key to success. That's that's my opinion about that. Was that? And it's not no, like it's... not necessarily about like studying sociopaths or psychopaths, but if you can understand how people think, you can sell to them, you can understand them, you can cater to them more. So, you know, there's something to be said for studying psychology for sure. Anyway, how's your friend doing? Is he better? I think he's a sad piece of shit right now. <laughs> I will I will say though, my first the first real like love of my life breakup. Mama. Yeah, that dude, that shit was brutal. Dude, break yeah. Your first real good breakup. That shit was brutal, bro. I remember I had like my first breakup, but then I had like my first real breakup. Man, I don't think I felt right for a year. But I was also with her for like three and a half, four years. Yeah, see, I was with mine for about two and a half, and my excuse was, I'm just going to move to California. <laughs> and then I left. Like, well, now I'm in a different state and sad. Dude, I should have, like, Sean can attest to that. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell, like, any of my family. No, like, you're I'm, just like, I'm gone. I'm out. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Peace. Cool. Yeah, and I was there for two and a half years. <laughs> so <laughs> one day Ryan was just like, oh, I'm not in Utah. I'm in California. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, dude, I left Utah. I was like, that's, I got to. But I was like also super young and I was super childish. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was like, like, I'm just going to run away from my problems. And I'm 24 years old and I'm still trying to do that. And it's not working out very well. So (laughs) it's just a lot more expensive to move now. That's the thing though, is you broke up with your girlfriend. Did you? I thought it was the other way around. No, that's what I would have thought too. But that was, you broke up with her. Yeah, I did. Huh? She didn't like me. No, I'm just kidding. 
Oh, Sean. Oh, she didn't like a lot of people around she me. She absolutely hated me, though. Well, Sean, <laughs> a lot of the people you were hanging out with were exactly <laughs> not good influences. Gold star citizens. No, but her, her thing was like, to your point about the attention thing, dude, if anybody, anybody under God, in God's green earth took Sean's attention away from her, they were not liked by in her book at all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some girls are... I dated this girl... And she legitimately went through my phone and deleted anyone who was a girl. See, I don't have a problem. There's such a stigma of like, would you let your girlfriend go through your phone? It's like, what am I hiding? My weird porn collection? Yeah, if she <laughs> wants to ruin her day, that's on her. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think, I think that's such a weird stigma. Like, I don't give a sh- Like, you can go through my phone. I've got like some pictures of trucks on there. <laughs> I don't. So- so Haley, the girl I've been seeing for a while, she's like, let me go through your phone, like, jokingly. And I was like, she's like, what what kind of pictures do you have? I was like, uh, pictures of my dog and pictures of my computer. And she's like, oh, yeah, I bet you're hiding some hoes in there. And I was like, okay, here you go. And she goes, you legitimately only have pictures of your you computer. You really are super depressing. And your dog and a random picture of a barcode and a receipt. Yep. I've, yep. got, I've got some I've got some spicy memes. I've got some pictures of my cat, uh, some pictures of my cars. A picture of Sean from when he was like six, but that's about it. <laughs> oh my god, is that the one of me in the car? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't just the weird dude, the stigma around dating this 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 age is so weird. I mean, you're either dating someone that's got all your shit together or a single mom. <laughs> so that's the other Nothing problem. against single moms, but because you guys are the real rock stars of this economy. I feel like I'm at an age, like, even if I tried, like, I, I'm not ready to take Even if on you children. tried, how much do you like kids? That's the question you have to ask <laughs> yeah. yourself. No, I was seeing a girl for a while with a kid, and it was, dude, it was, it was fine. She was just like, I can't, like, do anything on weekdays because he's got school in the morning. <laughs> it was fine. It, like, you know, it was just a learning curve because I don't, like, kids don't. I don't know how to be a parent. I, yeah, there's a lot of that. I don't even have my own life together, but I'm just not good around kids, and kids are like dogs in a sense where they can just sense fear and they just capitalize on that fear uh, um, on a different note so i was selling something online on facebook marketplace right and so i put it up for sale for 180 or sorry 580 dollars and i get seven messages hey will you take 560 for it i get three messages hey we i'll give you 580 for it and the fourth guy that messages me, hey, will you go 560 on it? I said, nope, my highest offer is 580. He goes, okay, so 580, and I take it home. I said, no, they had their 590, offers. 590, jackass. I said, they had their offers in first. If you want it right now, $600. And he goes, oh, you're not selling something. You're auctioning it. Can we I mean, talk about? It's kind of true. It's kind of true, though. But if if someone else has offered five eighty and he goes, well, five eighty, and I get to take it. Well, no. So the way the, the thing the, is, like, the, the, it becomes a cue. Like the first person that offered five eighty so goes first. I, second, I think it's first come first serve. Yeah, for sure, that's, that's whoever exactly, gets the money there that's first. That's exactly how it works. The platform I have for my company that we built has all of the vehicles in there that you can buy. Okay, so you have vehicle X, and if Joe comes along and offers ten dollars on vehicle X. And then Scott comes along and offers $11 on vehicle X. Scott gets that car. Correct. 
That's how it works. But okay? if Scott only offers ten dollars, Joe if gets Scott, it first. Yeah, it's, it, at that point, it depends on who I like more. Well, yeah, and it goes down. Honestly, so yeah, like, the guy who's going to be like, well, five eighty, and it's yours, and it's mine. No, the other person said they're going to come meet me. I'm just waiting for a few more offers. Because I put this thing up in one day, I had 14 offers. Why has he been out of shape about that? Have you not seen Facebook Marketplace the last month? Dude, it's unbelievable that someone's going to go, oh, so 580 and it's mine. No, 580 and it goes to the first person who offered 580. (laughs) If you want it now, 600. And he goes, oh, you're auctioning it? And throws an attitude. It's like, now for you, it's 600 and maybe I'll take your offer. At that point, it's like, what's your credit score? (laughs) <laughs> yeah what's your social security what is that Matt? well i want to know because your, your yours cr- might be lower than his yeah it was unbelievable so then i That's tell all him people on facebook have been doing with ps5s xbox yeah. series x's and so the the three people that offered ahead i said hey are you coming and they're like well i can maybe meet tomorrow i was like okay well actually the fourth guy who threw an attitude about me saying no 600 it's yours i said listen actually i just want this thing gone 580 if you can meet me before I go to work. And he said, deal. Shows up. Hey, does it still work? Yeah, it's actually still brand new in packaging. Here you go. He goes, cool. Here's your cash. And we left. But like, why do you think that, oh, because someone offered this, I can offer the exact same thing and it's mine. What, where, Where's that mindset? Uh, I mean, for me, if I'll, I'll offer the same amount and as long as I can get there before the other dude, correct well no to I, me yeah. to me if you know that you're gonna offer the same amount as someone else you have to sweeten the deal a little bit be like i'll give you 580 and i'll show up in four minutes yeah and that's what exactly that's <laughs> what the guy that's what the guy ultimately came to but i had someone else who was like oh yeah i'll meet you when you're off work like, okay well this guy's gonna meet me now and it's guaranteed no and at that point be like, it was you, right do you have do you have the object and you're like yeah i'll show up to your work where do you work yeah so the guy was like <laughs> cool like i'll come to you because the other guy was like, oh, come meet me in West Valley. He's like, dude, I'm not going out of my way if someone's going to meet me now. So on the opposite, I was trying to buy a graphics card today. And the guy's like $1,000. And I was like, cool. Sounds good. Let's do it. It doesn't sound good. It's okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, whatever. Like, you're going to make your money. Whatever. I understand that. He lived two hours away. And I was like, uh, okay, for your asking price, I'll meet you halfway. But I'm not driving two hours to you, giving you a thousand dollars and two hours back. That's four hour drive. It's a whole tank of gas. Now the whole thing's cost me a thousand dollars and thousand sixty dollars, and I've lost my whole Saturday. Meet me halfway for a thousand dollars or nine fifty and I'll come to you. And that's he goes, thousand dollars and you come to me. That's the thing I've never understood about like transactions like that, is like I've noticed that on some occasions the sellers make it so goddamn hard to purchase what they're selling yeah two hours like, away and the dude understood, understood the guy under but it's it's obviously relevant like it happens enough to where people are like what the hell is going on here Did yeah and the really guy realized it? he lives he's like yep i understand i live in a really small town in bfe utah and i was like yeah i'll meet you halfway that sounds i'm giving you a thousand dude i'm paying your fucking mortgage yeah i'll drive to you for a grand i'll be like sure where's your i'll just drive to you thousand bucks yeah dude thousand dollars yeah like that's quick money for me if i had to go pick up go pick up a thousand dollars dude i'll i'll go drive two hours but no he wouldn't even meet me and i was like dude 950 and i'll meet like 950 i'll come to you he's like nope thousand dollars i was like cool he said 
well, next weekend I'm actually going to be kind of in your area. If I still have it, I'll come I'll come meet you. He's like, cool. Yeah. I said, cool. And in my head, I'm thinking, next weekend when you come by in my area because you didn't sell it, I'm going to say, cool, $900. Well, but that, that happened. That guy that you were trying to buy monitors from, that dual monitor setup, he was like, oh, I'm in Denver. I'll be back Sunday. I was like, okay, well, if I wanted to wait, I would have bought them on Amazon. Yep. And then so he messages me on Sunday. Did you still want them? I'm like, well, no, because they hit you up at like 9 a.m. on a Saturday, meaning I probably wanted them that day. Yeah, or Sunday. Yeah, whatever. People have lives. Yeah, but, but it's like relatively at soon. the same time, the thing that bothered me the most is he didn't even hit me up Sunday day. He hit me up at like 9 p.m. Did you still yeah. want them? I just got back. Okay, great. Uh, tomorrow's Monday. I have a job. If I needed monitors, I would have had a obviously a different resolution at this point i just my bottom line is people make it so hard so hard sometimes to buy what they're selling yeah it's crazy like i want to be flexible with people but like at the end of the day walmart doesn't go to you you go to walmart so but like i'm gonna meet you and no you're not coming to my my house that's just that's a no-no you're not coming to my house if i'm selling anything you know that unless it's like a car or a boat like my boat, I'm not gonna go pull to a Walmart parking lot. Like, yeah, check out my boat. You want to buy? Oh, you don't want to buy it, Caleb? Me go tow it back. But like, That's you know, when truth. you're when you're talking like a couple hundred dollars, you, you might be getting some like crackheads at your house, bro. And I'm not about that. I've met some sketchy people, and I've met some super cool people. You know, there was a, a drill I was selling because I had a spare drill, and the guy was kind of weird on text. So I was like, I'm definitely meeting him somewhere. We go meet. He's like, yeah, sorry, I was te- wasn't really texting that clearly. Um, I was working, and I, you know, he's like, I'm in construction. I actually really need the drill. Mid up, nicest dude I've I've ever met. He goes, yeah, cool, awesome. Here's your money. And that was it. Literally just said, do you have the product? Yep, here it is. Cool. Here's your money. We are on our way. But you get some like whack people. I had to meet someone in the ghetto, and I yeah, James, that James guy, dude, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, James would be the worst person to have show up to your house. <laughs> Could you imagine James showing up to your house just to harass you for <laughs> 45 minutes before he buys your fucking car? Just a weird man-child showing up on your doorstep. Okay, Dude. I so I know I agreed to a 1000 but I have 300 cash right now. <laughs> yeah, that's seriously the shit he would pull. No, I've had it where I've shown up to sell... Oh, man, I don't even know what it was. But um, the guy's like, yeah, I know we agreed on a hundred bucks, but I brought 80. I was like, okay, cool. Hopped in my car and drove off. He texted me. He's like, what the hell, man? I was like, yeah, we agreed on a price. You didn't bring that money to fulfill that price. I'm going to go leave. And actually I told him, I said, nope, I just sold it to someone else for $80. He's like, but I offered you 80. Like, yes, but we agreed on a hundred. This is like the time. When I bought my the black BMW that I had that I sold before winter, um, I found it on KSL, and the dude was in Cedar City, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll meet you halfway." Um, Cedar City's far. Yeah, he's like, "I'll meet you halfway to see it." So my dad and I drove down because at that time I didn't have a car because the car that I had got munched in an accident. And I mean, this isn't the same type of topic but i just think it was funny because we get down there and it's it's pissing rain like it's dumping rain and i'm trying to look at this black car in the middle of the night at a, at a maverick gas station 
And so the guy wants like an absorbent amount of money for a car that he didn't even drive. He wanted like nine grand for it. And I was like, well, I have like $6,500 cash. So I'll give you that. And he was like, great. I was like, great. My dad was like, great. And he was like, now I need to ride home. <laughs> so my dad drove this guy, <laughs> this random dude home to Cedar City. And I had to get a hotel there while I drove the car home. And then the other BMW that I had, the black one that you saw when I was in California, yeah. um, the subframe of that blew out and it sat in the parking lot of this performance shop. So I had to sell it out of the parking lot of the performance shop because it didn't work. So I put it up for 500 bucks, had this dude show up and he was like, here's 500 bucks. He's like, can I drive it home? He, yeah. So he was like, can I drive it home? And I was like, did you not see the Craigslist ad that said that the differential was blown up? Whatever. So he's like, great, here's 500 bucks. Well, at that point, I'd gotten a new car and it was like a month after and I was on the verge of moving back to Salt Lake and um, Peak Performance, the company that it was in the parking lot that I was sitting at calls me and they go, are you going to get your car? Like, what do you mean? The, the car that has the subframe that doesn't work, it's still here. And I oh, called the dude and- Bro, I saw <laughs> Yeah, I saw was. So I called the guy and he was like, oh yeah, I didn't want it. I was like, so you gave me 500 bucks for a car you didn't want? He was like, yeah, I just decided not to get it. So don't know what happened to that car. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a weird experience. And then that silver car, did you ever see my silver BMW? Yeah. Yeah, Well, here? Wasn't it here? Yeah. So that, the one, after the black one, I had the silver one that I drove back to Salt Lake. Actually, I might not have seen that. You might not have. It it lasted a short while while I was here. (laughs) And I blew a whole bunch of like toll stops on in the way, on the way through Cal. Because to come back through to Salt Lake, you have to go through Sacramento and they have, they force you onto a toll bridge. And so I just blew through that toll bridge. And one of the girls that I was a roommate, one of my roommates, actually, her family lives in Utah. So she moved here and she occasionally went back to visit our landlord whose house we lived in. She was like, you have a whole bunch of like violations through the mail. (laughs) So so that was the second car that I sold with violations on the plates because of that Santa Cruz disaster that happened. Oh, that was great. That was great. Probably the, the, yeah, the only violation story, or actually it's not even a violation story. The only story that reminds me of is the Lancer. I know I sold it to some dude. <laughs> oh, and then he just ditched it. <laughs> and then he just ditched it somewhere, and then I got noticing it was at the impound lot. And I was like, all right, not my car. I love how, and then they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, sorry for hitting you up. <laughs> Or that great. one time the the Civic was trying to be repossessed. Who's Civic? Dude, his that trap house used to live out was such a clusterfuck. Like, oh, I, I went over there. Someone's trying to. Oh, they probably parked a car behind it. <laughs> it was Titan Civic, dude. And I went over to Sean's. I and went so over they to, parked Stormy's Jeep in front of me. Yeah, so I went over oh, to dude. hang out with it with Sean. And they're like, dude, I'm like what? He's like, bro, repo guy showed up, and he was trying to get. Titan Civic, so we just like parked all of our cars in front of the Civic, and he was like, "Oh, I can't get it out." Yeah. But the thing is, you look at like guys that are really about it, about it, they'll move those cars with their boom. Uh huh. They're not afraid to do it. Pretty sure my car wasn't in the way, so I'm good here. <laughs> that was a weird dude. That I don't want to think about that. That was so weird. I remember like pulling up my clapped out BMW that I had, and that weird kid's mom was there. 
What was his Which name? weird kid? <laughs> Sorry. The one that stole the the one the, the mom that stole the washer and dryer. Yeah, I like we all pull up in our clapped out ass cars, and she was like, "You guys are doing really well for yourself. Like, I wish I was doing that well." So I'm about to just. I'm like, yeah, this you're washer. hanging out at your son's house smoking a cigarette. Obviously, not doing that great. Oh yeah, she was a weird, weird person. Oh my gosh, um, should we buy that scooter tomorrow? I think we should. All I'm looking at the corner of my eyes, Ryan has a B twenty two hundred up. I've had the B. I've had the Mazda up. This I've entire had podcast. Up this entire podcast. I've been. I literally sent an article to the group. Oh, that's um, what that was. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Dude, it's like two hundred eighty pounds. We what could. Type we, of could is it? we could. It's a twenty thirteen Honda PCX one fifty. We could lift that into the back of my truck. Oh, we should. We. Oh, I'm down. The mud. We're going. I'll I'll text her in the morning and see if I uh, I'll be like hey can we I come look at it and then I'll just bring. She's asking fifteen hundred, but she's seriously she's had it up for fifteen hundred for since August. Dude, just be like I got twelve 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 hundred beans right here. Yeah, just here's twelve hundred bucks. Let's call it good. Yeah, that's throw in your do. helmets. Throw in your helmets, and I'll throw it in the back of my truck. You don't have to touch it. Yep. I don't have ramps though. My ramp, my ATV I have a ramp. ramp. I was gonna say if you can bring that because my ATV ramps are in my cabin. I don't have ramps. Yeah, just lift but we it. can just pick it up. The one fifty. No, I can't because like the gym's closed on Sunday because they're doing a photo shoot thing there, so I can't lift on Sunday. Uh, so I good thing it's Saturday. Saturday. So. Where I was going with that is I'm on a rest day till Monday now, so I can't lift anything heavy. Dude, Monday. this thing gets a hundred and two miles a gallon. The tank's like what a gallon and a half. Two point one gallons. Oh. That's 200 miles a gallon or 200 miles a tank. No, that's <laughs> wishful thinking. Dude, springtime, I am ripping that thing because I drive to work and school, and that's about it. My drive to work is eight miles. You should, have, you should put a bell on it. Well, yeah. Write it on the side. What Would they get mad at you if you wrote it on the sidewalk? What's the stipulation? Like, it can't. Uh, it's it's rotor, motor vehicle for sure. It's like driving your car on the sidewalk. <laughs> what is it? 75 no 125 cc is the diff- so anything over 50 you have to have a license for oh wait oh yeah that's actually true yeah. but the problem is it's like anything that's under 50 doesn't go fast enough to go on the road no kidding you probably hit like 30 no my scooter <laughs> that i have it's 49 cc the top speed i've ever gotten it to is 31 miles an hour downhill well, yeah the 49 well tech but i mean like your bike's like a what a 998 997 yeah 1000 so we had 990 well they, they do like that's all sorts of weird shit. so this is probably like a 158 it's 150 cc so i have to get my license for it so not so it's a 149 cc that's the thing is anything over 50 cc's or under 150 they can catch you anything over 400 they're gonna have a you hard time catching you <laughs> <laughs> that's it you don't need a license if they can catch you the thing is so i'm gonna get my license at 150 cc and i can never ride anything bigger just get a lot. Get your. Oh well, you, you should just use your bike. Get a license at a thousand, and then you can ride wherever just you want. Just use one of the. Oh, actually, it depends on what you do. All of if your you, friends have assaulted your bikes enough. Let him handle your Aprilia. <laughs> right. Yeah, give I'm me like that a day. Give me a day in the spring in a parking lot. I'll it down. <laughs> Make sure it's real wet, nice and slippery. Dude, I've wanted that scooter for a long time because one of my coworkers has one. It. One of my coworkers has one, and he drives it all the time to work. We're a capitalist society. Just buy it. 
twelve hundred bucks. Though. See, my my plan is I want to sell the Aprilia and get a newer bike. You don't even drive the one you have. I was gonna, yeah. Well, you know what? What would a newer bike offer that yours does not? Satisfaction that he doesn't get from his parents. <laughs> <laughs> It's not at the bottom of the checkbook. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely nothing. But it's a, it'll be a cool bike. That's all I know. But your bike is cool. And you don't drive it. I mean, it's the wintertime right now, though. But the thing was like... <laughs> Bro, I didn't even see you drive that shit during the summer. The thing True. Is, I, I, since we just moved, I didn't want to piss off a neighborhood just yet. Oh, whatever. So. But the thing is, like, you have a motorcycle that's more than capable on the street. You already oh, don't yeah. drive it. So why would a newer motorcycle change that? Uh, I'm not saying it'll change anything. I just want a newer motorcycle. The one time I ever saw him rip it, he popped like a mini wheelie going up Wasatch, and he's like, okay, it's too fast. Never I was not it. expecting that. That's for Never sure. Never seen him rip it since. I was like, but yeah. No, motorcycles are scary, dude. I, I've done 180 in a car. I did That's what was so funny <laughs> to me about that whole situation is, so Josh had that 650, was it 650? 750. 750. And Sean was like, that bike scared me. Great. I'm going to get a thousand. thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. So in my Cobra that I sold, I raced this dude who was on a 12, Harley 1200. And I we were neck and neck. And he just like riding hands on his like monkey bars, looking over at me, just jaw dropped. And I'm like next to him, just like jaw dropped. I was like, holy crap. I can't believe we're neck and neck. And then I shifted, and I just pulled on him so hard. I was waiting for that. And we get to the light, and he goes, <laughs> absolutely dicked him. Holy shit, that's a fast car. I was like, god damn, motorcycles are terrifying. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I drove a motorcycle one time, one time, 25 miles in a parking lot, and I was shaking when I got off. What? When hopped in my 500-horsepower Cobra and ripped it on the freeway to 140, like nothing. It was just like, whatever. No. Motorcycles freak me out, man. They're too fast, and the physics in my head just doesn't make sense. Dude, like turning I, just doesn't make sense. It's it's the best. I, I, I honestly feel more comfortable on like when I had my uh, two stroke, my Raptor, my ATV. That was a dude. You guys near four wheels. I felt so much more comfortable <laughs> ripping that thing around a corner at thirty miles an hour. I'm not going to do that on a dirt bike. I'm trying to remember the fastest I've been on that bike. Forty five. Whatever the freeway limit speed is. Limit speed. speed I think it was, probably, it was probably about 95. He was just trying to pass somebody. That's soft. That's not even yeah. fast. Yeah, I haven't ripped that bike yet. You You're not going to. I have a one-person podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one day that Ryan pulls his M3 out and I'll be on my bike and leave Ryan in the dust. What, or... do, you, what do you expect? What, what does that have to do with anything? Your bike is much uh, faster than my M3. You talk about how quick your cars are. So I never said my M3 was fast. I said the <laughs> that car's slow as shit. Actually, okay. You know what? I realized something. The most terrifying moment I've ever it's had on the bike. A driver's car. What? <laughs> it's meant for handling. Shut up. I totally just remembered about the time, like the Canyon cruise we did, where I was on my bike. I don't know if Tristan was there. No, that no. was James and the dude. There was like a group of there were like two dudes in front of us is that what you're talking about the two bikers yeah yeah that, that oh, ride. there was like so it was james was in his car sean yep. was on his bike and yep. i was in my car and the motorcycles and were just like passing people there was that oh, but yeah. then the one of the dudes is on like this black 
like Jixer, and he was he was like he would go around a turn, he would the sun out, he's just texting, going like sixty miles an hour up Little Cottonwood. I was that was the first time I ever seen anyone text on a motorcycle. <laughs> text and ride, dude. That sounds so. No one even has that, that ad campaign because they don't think it can be done. <laughs> you see those like people who are just like standing on top of their motorcycles. Josh oh, does that all the time. I want to learn how to do that. Confidently you just stand up. Yeah, you just literally stand up. Well, here's the thing: is it's still terrifying when you need to like balance and things. So if you're going I, at yeah. least a hundred, you don't have to worry about balance. Yeah, I guess that's gravity. True. Yeah, gravity and inertia will keep the you bike steady. Will keep you up. <laughs> ah, motorcycles are too fast. The one thing I actually do want to learn is how to um, drift a motorcycle. Nope. Nope. Yeah, if you get extended fairings and a bigger rear tire. Exactly. I think it'd be fun. I mean, you watch guys like Nick Apex do it, and it's like, oh, that's butter. I can do that. And then you get on your little 250 and you kill yourself. The thing is, you realize you're sliding the only wheel giving you power. Yeah, but he's also redlining the absolute piss out of that. Yeah, but you gotta realize that wheel that's giving you power is also the reason the bike stays up. And your brakes on the front are softer because you're, you're tapping. If you watch his videos, he taps front brake. But his front brake is so much softer than what you'd use, be used to, so it wouldn't flip you over the bars. Yeah, no, drifting motorcycles, that's just another physics thing that just, like, I get it, and I respect the physics, I don't agree with them. <laughs> I don't think about how the bicycle has the same physics, like a, a non-motorized bike. You, they have the exact same physics. Yep. And he doesn't understand any of that. That's what he's saying, yes. Oh. No, I understand the <laughs> physics. They make No, he doesn't he just doesn't understand why it should work. No, I understand why it works. I don't he, he agree doesn't under, with it. he doesn't understand some, oh, he doesn't it's, agree with it. It's it's the fact that I don't trust the physics enough to turn a motorcycle up 60 miles an hour and turn it. <laughs> That's what freaks me out. I see these people that just lean these bikes like completely on their sides Ooh. and turning. Get your knee on the ground. Yeah, and it's like okay, I get how it works. Why the fuck does that actually work? <laughs> What you think too is like those MotoGP, like the Isle of Man TT races. Yeah. These guys were going like 170 miles. Like you don't, they could be floating at this point, and gravity's like, sure, we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. No motorcycles freak me out. Scooters though, those are dope. Huh. I just need myself like a Grom. Yeah, Groms are pretty. Cool. I right. want one too, but I just don't want to. Their Grom prices are a little bit exorbitant right now. You're talking about spending two grand on a, a uh, little a, truck. A shitty Grom is like forty five hundred bucks. Let's see what Grom. Uh, I'm going pretty for. sure I, you can find a Grom for like seventeen, eighteen. I've seen a couple pretty inexpensive ones, and yeah. for like your first bike that you're definitely gonna lay down. No, I'm gonna like throw it against the side of my house. I'm not gonna or or screw it. You get ruckus. <laughs> Those like the more I think about it, are just so like. You can't live in a place that's not has like that's not close to other places. <laughs> Otherwise, a ruckus would make. Oh yeah, sense. there's tons of ruckuses. There's a ruckus right here for uh, 1900. I'm sure they would take less. Yeah, it's a it's a it's still a scooter. I'm talking about a Grom, like an actual bike that you can go up and. 2400. Yeah, see, and I can buy there. a 1980 B series for two thousand dollars. Then he can keep his four wheels. <laughs> Why are you talking shit? You drove your bike like once this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least I have a bike to ride. 
Oh, this uh, scooter. Cars. The scooter I'm looking at has a 1.6 gallon tank. It's 160 miles in tank. See, at that point, it's really just an endurance race between which one of you guys runs out of fuel the fastest. I win. My six gallon tank that gets 30 miles per gallon. 100. 180. Yeah. Are you driving a Rav4? That's literally what my bike gets. 30 miles per gallon. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's not very good for a bike, actually. <laughs> my car gets almost that. Yep, Your my... car gets that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, which one do you want to die quicker on? It's like what I've been thinking about this year. I'm like, there's no cost effectiveness to riding the bike right now. <laughs> no. So let me just pay insurance on it. But if I get a scooter, <clears throat> okay, so it's. 160 miles which means i can drive to work 20 times there and or sorry my my drive is eight miles so it's 16 total i can drive to work two weeks two weeks for one tank of gas at 1.6 gallon let me pull up a calculator oh my calculator so we've got 1.6 times what's the cost of gas right now three dollars and 20 cents where in the hell, the hell do you live? Yeah, oh, yeah. my gas is only like three twenty right now. The like, or sorry, for... maybe two twenty. You're probably thinking oh, yeah. two twenty. I yeah, was like, good god, California. <laughs> okay, it's like just fill up when you leave here tonight. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. no, that would cost me six dollars to fill up. Six dollars every two weeks on gas. Twelve dollars <laughs> a month on gas. And then yeah. just use my car to like come up to your house or whatnot because wow. see then if you get a Cobra it all evens out. My Cobra got four miles a gallon. <laughs> I would literally drive to your guys's house and back, and it was a quarter tank. Yeah, my my <laughs> M3 gets terrible gas mileage too. But the Lancer, the Lancer gets the best gas mileage. Yeah, that thing's been on like the same tank of gas for two years. <laughs> <It's actually laughs> yeah. Very true. It never uses gas. But so if I bought it for twelve hundred dollars, the question is, how many months before I've broken even on gas and I start saving money between gas and insurance? Sure on the next episode, Tristan will calculate how much that costs. Yeah, I'll, I'll do yeah. the math. That'll be interesting. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Basement. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Find something you want the Drunk Boys to research and talk about next time? Let us know. And if you like hanging out, share our Facebook page. Catch you all next Friday. And remember, please listen responsibly. Bye. Happy holidays.